This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, February 25th, and let's talk about the upcoming weather. Major changes are going to happen during the next few days, and it appears that the atmosphere, which has been locked up in a certain configuration, is about to unlock. For several weeks, a high-amplitude ridge of high pressure has been parked offshore, resulting in relatively cool, dry conditions over the Pacific Northwest. But Saturday night changes everything. Warm and wet will return. So get out the umbrella and rain jacket. You're going to need it. Today, Friday, is like the rest of the past week with sunny skies and temperatures just reaching into the mid-40s. But Saturday will be a transition day. Clouds will start to move in the loft, first with wispy cirrus and then to, to thickening lower cloud decks like altostratus. Clouds will start to move in as a Pacific front approaches. Rain will reach the coast during the early afternoon, and I expect the western interior, like Seattle or Tacoma, will experience rain near dinner time or right after dinner time. Highs on Saturday will be close to 50, and on Saturday, especially later on Saturday, the offshore ridge of high pressure will collapse, making way for the jet stream moving in and a series of low-pressure areas with associated fronts. Now, this front will move through Saturday night, Sunday morning, and in its wake, Sunday will be a showery day, with highs near 50 degrees in the lowlands, and probably up in the mid to upper 30s, up up in terrain. There will be some snow above 3,500 feet, but not a lot, maybe two to six inches. But a much stronger front comes in on Monday. A moderate rain will spread across the lowlands on Monday, and, and some of it will be several tenths, maybe a half an inch. It's quite a bit for, for what we've had. And there should be substantial snow above roughly 3,500 feet, as much as a foot in places. But it's not over. With the ridge gone and systems coming in, I expect you know more fronts, more low-pressure troughs to move in during the week, and so you can expect more rain. So the key thing that's changed, or will change, is the collapse of the Eastern Pacific high-pressure ridge that was just off our shore. And this will allow the flow, the jet, to come in. It will allow a refreshing of the regional snowpack which is just above normal right now, and a remoistening of the increasingly dry soil. Normal conditions will return to the Northwest, and I think we'll all be glad to see it. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. This week, we've had several mornings that have been both cold and clear. 
But there's something fascinating about the meteorology on these mornings. The wide range of low air temperatures on such mornings. The large change in the minimum temperatures from one location to the other. Take Wednesday morning. Temperatures near the surface, air temperatures, range from around 26 degrees Fahrenheit near Puget Sound to around 20 degrees in North Seattle around I-5. But the temperature further declined to the mid to upper teens on the east side, Bellevue, Woodenville, Duval, places like that, locations away from the water. And such variations of temperatures on cold, clear nights are not unusual at all. I have seen twice this range on some nights. So why do temperatures vary so much spatially in short distances on cold, clear nights? Let me tell you. First, there's proximity to water. Puget Sound is relatively warm during the winter, with surface temperatures often in the upper 40s to around 50. Now, this warm water has a strong warming effect on the lower atmosphere, if you are anywhere near the Sound. Uh, Similarly, Lake Washington is relatively warm, but not quite as warm typically around 40 degrees Fahrenheit this this time of year, but still warm enough to warm the surface air temperatures when it gets really cold out. So, with warm water surfaces all over the place, uh, the coolest temperatures in our region are generally away from the water, and that's usually in the eastern Puget Sound suburbs. Now, warming can also be produced by the dense urban areas near Puget Sound, such as Seattle and Tacoma. And this is derived from what we call the urban heat island effect, with heating from the combustion and heating systems that we have in our buildings and our offices for hot water to warmer the air. And then there are also, there are also fireplaces as well. All of this heating contributes to local warming. Another thing is there's a lot of bricks and concrete. They tend to warm up effectively during the day if there's sun out, and they release heat at night. So the urban heat island effect is another thing that causes warming close to the sound in those urbanized areas. Then there are also fine-scale temperature variations, with many of them related to terrain. For instance, colder air temperatures are often observed in valleys, since the coldest, most dense air tends to sink to the bottom of valleys. This effect is often noted in the Snoqualmie Valley, for instance, east of Seattle. And if you have a car temperature sensor, and many of you do, you will note a loss of a degree or two as you descend into the Snoqualmie Valley, or really any valley that is at least a few hundred feet deep. And then there is another subtlety. Sometimes temperatures warm as one approaches the western foothills of the Cascades. But why warm? Because in a clear sky situation, there is often higher pressure in eastern Washington. When we have a big ridge along the coast, the surface high tends to be inland. And if we have high pressure inland, lower pressure over Puget Sound, this tends to produce easterly from the east winds over the Cascades and on the western sides of the Cascades. 
as such air sinks on the western slopes of the Cascades, it is compressed as the air descends from lower pressure aloft to higher pressure near sea level. And as air is compressed, it is warm by that compression. So you tend to get this area of warm temperatures right near the foothills in these situations. In short, even on clear nights without a lot of weather going on, low temperatures can vary by 10 to 20 degrees Fahrenheit due to local terrain features and land water contrasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.